Hello, hello, we're doing it. I'm back from outer space. Just walked in and saw that stone look upon your face. How's it going? It's the cannabis coffee hour, everybody. Yay, cannabis, yay, coffee, yay. I'm your host, we're back. Uh, I'm saying we're, it's me <laughs> and you. It's me, you, and this microphone, and this cup of coffee, and this brand new uh, steamroller glass hitter that I picked up, and some great cannabis. I got some Gorilla Glue, uh, the original Gorilla Glue strain. Uh, just uh, this, what is this called? It's called Gorilla Glue GG4, which is the original Gorilla Glue, which is a hybrid strain. So I got some of that ground up, and then I got a great cup of coffee here. I am going on my second uh, French press, <laughs> but uh, this is from Buffalo, a company. I got this also for my cousin for Christmas. Uh, he got me a bag. This company is called Spot, and Spot Coffee, and it's roasted in B Buffalo. It's a big roasting house coffee company in Buffalo, New York, and they were established in 1996. This bag of coffee beans is from Honduras. Cool. Uh, its notes are orange, honey, and chocolate. I like all of those. It was roasted on November 5th, 2018. So that was a little bit ago. It's not the freshest of the fresh, but Buffalo's dope. I lived in Buffalo. I'll talk all about Buffalo here. I'm excited about this. But I got a, I'm on my second French press. The first one was uh, some of that Eternity coffee that I was drinking last week. But this is a fresh new bag, and I'm drinking this. Let's take a big slurp of the liquid gold. Oh, wow. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's coffee. Um, no, it's good coffee. I'd say it doesn't have that... Maybe I didn't brew it right. You know, I do the French press and I did it a little rush job because I wanted to get a podcast in. I wanted to keep this consistent. I know uh, about quality and we're working on all of this stuff. I'm working all on, on all of this. The music, the vibe, where we're going with all this, how it's shaping and working out. But uh, what I do like about this podcast is that it just goes right back to the basics. And it's pretty much me discovering and loving and talking about new coffee I'm drinking or old coffee I'm drinking or new shit I'm trying. I mean, we're going to get to kombucha here eventually. <laughs> and man, who knows where it goes from there, man. Uh, you know, I'm not afraid of Earl Grey. Uh, I whip his ass in a street fight. Um, but I get to talk about coffee and I get to talk about weed and I get to talk about my life and evolution and uh, my evolution as a person. Um, a place of contemplation. I find this, uh, you know, this is work for me, but also, you know, it's, I've designed it, so it's around things I enjoy. 
and that is uh, smoking cannabis or vaping cannabis or eating cannabis or trying cannabis, evolving cannabis in the next hour, and uh, drinking some delicious coffee. Uh, which I've found uh, a lot of comedians, you know, leaned on alcohol or cocaine or were just straight up joke nerds. But uh, I always, you know, I, I started in San Francisco and I always leaned on pot and coffee um, to get, you know, things up and running and kind of maneuver and kind of my reward and kind of my treat and kind of my lamb's bread and my kind of my, my get through and my get down. Um, I don't need booze. I don't need, I do need water. I got some good seltzer over here. And I also have brought a little sidecar edition. You guys don't even know how hardcore I'm rolling, dude. I picked up a half jug, half gallon of pure apple cider, cinnamon from upstate. I don't know. I don't know where in upstate people just say that in New York, like upstate <laughs> people are like, I don't even know where that is. I just know if you keep on driving, it's no longer city up there for a while. So uh, I got some bomb-ass apple cider. I've been sipping on that like a whiskey glass. Like I have uh, a bot. I, I, I sip on apple cider during the day. Like just take little breaks. It's my little apple cider, like little refuel here. Because it kind of goes with coffee a little bit. But I'm not like chugging the apple cider. I'm sipping it like whiskey. But there's no booze in it. It's just cinnamon and super apples. And uh, apple juice will gets 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 your uh gets you know you can take good dumps and uh, it's a it's a good la i use it as kind of a good laxative just to get it's not even a laxative it's just like you know super sugar fruit fruit i know some of you super vegans and super health nerds are like oh juice is sugar well it's better than fucking you know me buying some ginger ale or some coca-cola or pepsi and it's one step closer to the fiber. I know you need that fruit fiber, that honey crisp apples. Rocket some honey crisp, maybe go green and get the Granny Smith. Granny Smith was smoking some weed. Um, she was all about those green apples. But uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I got a lot to talk about. Um, but I'm also chilling out and just want to kind of make the conversation happen. Um, and one of those ways to get, you know, things moving, it, I mean, I can always talk. As you could tell, I think I'm a very shy person, but I don't know. I think this solo podcast vibe is fitting my personality. And, and I'm also, you know, just learning how to be myself more on microphone. Uh, Stand-up has a pressure of just like, cha-cha-cha-cha. You always got to have the super laugh. And I find I get laughs if I'm just myself. Um, so, oh, wow, that looks nice. I didn't feel cheesy. I bought a new piece of paraphernalia, which is always a bummer. But I don't want to smoke clogged stuff. I do think that's when things get, like, super resonated. Old one-hitters that are all made of metal and shit and you're firing that shit up. I didn't want that. There's something about, um, I find, good, clean glass and good, clean cannabis. If you put it together nicely, uh, it's a great hit. And that tasted amazing. This Gorilla Glue, 
let's read a little bit of this leafly. What is Gorilla Glue? Well, I just I heard about Gorilla Glue about two years ago. It kind of took over where Sour Diesel. It is a big East Coast for I don't know maybe like a year. It just fucking dominated. Like that's all Gorilla Glue. And actually, like uh, uh, Jay Z checks it in that. Uh, have you ever? What was that? Uh, that song about um, uh, going ape shit. He talks. He gives a shout out to Gorilla Glue Strain. That's a good song. That ape shit song. Him and Beyonce. I don't follow Beyonce and Jay Z like all the super pop new stuff. But I always like Jay Z. I mean, if you respect hip hop in any way, uh, his flow is just sick. And I never was like a super Jay Z. You know, that was my not. You know, that whole era of the super '90s. I'm a little bit older than most of these other comedians and people talk about hip hop. I came up in the golden era, definitely more Curtis Blow and more uh, Run DMC, Beastie Boy. Like that's I was introduced at that point. I was, knew a lot about hip hop because all I did was watch BET and then this thing called the Video Box in DC, which was on this weird cable channel. But they would play the most random, gully ratchet ass videos hip-hop videos and they were the best man that's when i first saw the goody mobs video was on that station because you would call and somebody would call and request the video and it was like a dollar 99 so somebody was just getting their ass kicked by their grandma because they uh call or some adult loser was sitting there calling every day you literally if you wanted to see a music video that's how old i am you had to pay like 2.95 and call and then they may put it on in the next two hours. So you would just hang out by your TV and wait for your Goody Mob video to come through. Like in DC, you would get also, people would request Rare Essence and Chuck Brown. So you would get all these go-go videos that were awesome. Work the Walls was like a big main, that's from this band, Work the Wall from Washington DC called Rare Essence, which is one of the best go-go bands. Speaking of Jay-Z, Jay-Z, uh, stole one of them. I don't know if he stole, he was influenced. You know, he took kind of a hook that they did and he flipped it. That three in the morning in the pancake shop. That whole thing was a rare essence song. And Jay-Z did it in one of his raps in a flow. And people in DC, you know, definitely raised an eyebrow to that. But it was also a kind of a dope nod because Jay-Z, you know, definitely was at the top of hip hop. Still is, you know. In terms of, like, flow, his flow is just fucking sick. Um, but overall, like, all the albums, there's other artists. I don't know. I don't want to go into a... <laughs> I don't want to... I can't... I, I mean, I could talk about hip-hop, but I can't... It's so... It gets... It kind of goes almost into politics. There's so many more people that know so much more about it than I do. But I do know beats pretty well. I could say... I could definitely say I don't know sports worth of shit. But I definitely know hip-hop, especially no 90s and 80s. I know all where the source comes from all this stuff. Because I listen to it, I break dance to it, I did graffiti for a minute. Um, I mean, I spray-painted on three walls in a little town in Virginia and didn't get arrested. That was about my graffiti career. That, that always felt like breaking the wall, kind of greasy. Uh, I'm glad I never really got into it. Um, but I do like drawing and I got this graffiti coloring book and I have to say, dude, I'm 46 years old and I was looking forward to coloring in this book because uh, also I got a bunch of Sharpies. I got all these color Sharpies. 
for Christmas. I got like two, three of those big Costco, like all the colors. So I got like two big giant coffee cups of all different Sharpies colors. And then I got this, somebody gave it to me like four years ago. I think my wife gave it to me. Um, it was a graffiti coloring book. And I, I had it like stocked in my desk, like underneath some papers or old files. Uh, my desk is just pretty much scripts, tax information, and then a printer. And then, yeah, I got, I, I have, I'm always writing like three or four different things. And sometimes I get good as a discipline and I'm writing all the time and then I fall off and then I'm back on. My writing discipline is not there right now. I am doing stand-up. I did some stand-up last night at a just a, a Tuesday night Williamsburg pizza place. Um, it was called Two Boots, and it's right off of Bedford. But my buddy Lucas runs it, and he's always been cool. If I stop by, he'll put me up. And they have an audience, because I think they give... Uh, they give a, like a deal out on pizza and it's a happy out. It's just a, it's just, you know, it's just one of those rooms you work out on a Tuesday and it's not pressure and it's kind of like all young people. So I like stopping there and I did that last night. Um, and that was like a low pressure stand up gig just to work out material because I am going back out on the road with Tracy Morgan, uh, this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We leave tomorrow. I'm taping this on Wednesday. I'm trying to keep up date with you guys, man. I, I'm trying. I love doing this podcast, um, and I'm trying to keep it just like every week. I'm trying to get it down to a science where it just is just a part of my regimen, my discipline. I have to say, like I was saying, like my writing discipline kind of fell off, but I'm working on my stand-up writing. It's the other stuff, like. Usually, like, the most beautiful day, if I can wake up, take care of all, like, my, my family business and stuff like that, and then if I can stretch, meditate, then free write for a half an hour in a notebook, and then hour write on a project, and that gets it all out of the way. The thing about writing... Um, I know, shout out to Gary Goldman. If you want to get some great tips on joke writing, he's doing kind of a, a Twitter seminar, just putting out just jewels, dropping jewels on the Young Bucks um, about joke writing. And it's all, it's all great. It's all amazing. Um, but I will say with uh, like script writing and stuff like that, or writing in general, like you burn out. Like what I've found is like, I'll get real mad at myself and I'll say, I'm gonna write and I'll trap myself in a room for five hours and it can get really painful. And, and, I'm, and I, do, I do have ADD or some form of it of somehow. I, th I think I'm just a creative person um, that may smoke a little too much pot. <laughs> but uh, I never took Ritalin, I never took Adderall, I never did any of that. I, well. I took Ritalin in high school a couple times to study, and mostly that was just hanging out and dipping tobacco and drinking Dr. Pepper and kind of studying with like four other buddies, and we're all kind of like on speed. Um, I did that a couple times, and I didn't like that buzz. It just reminds me of studying <laughs> speed. I've never done coke, uh, and I, but I did take Ritalin in high school a few times to uh, pass exams, to study. That's what I would do. Uh, not all the time. I did it like 
I think junior and senior year. Um, and I don't know if it helped at all. <laughs> I, I really don't. And then I just kind of equated that to that world. And I just never, you know, once I found weed in college, that was kind of like what I did. Um, I enjoyed watching films and smoking herb and listening to music and smoking herb. If you like listening to music, you're going to like some herb. If you like watching movies, it goes well with both of those, uh, both of those practices. Uh, music and uh, movies and TV. I'm seeing some great movies right now, actually. Uh, I paid all my SAG dues. I am a part of SAG. If you want to hire me as an actor in the New York area, boom, hit me up. I'm ready to rock. My SAG and, uh, is all paid up. That means my union dues as an actor... Not that I'm a big actor, I've just done enough work as a warm-up comic and then I've appeared as a guest uh, actor on a few TV shows and web series that are... And as a writer, there's a new thing, I, I want to tell you guys all about it, but it's for... I could just say it's for Adult Swim and it's warming up, it's bubbling up to the surface and I'll talk about it soon. So things are happening and I also have a new video coming out that I'm really proud of, and it's about CBD and coffee. It's a new, the new PMA, I just got texted by my buddy Mookie. I put my phone on airplane mode, but you still get texts on airplane mode. Because I'm always worried, like I tape this on my phone, I don't want somebody to be calling in the middle of when we're hanging out. And... But Mookie just called me to say that we're posting this new video and we went through the edits and we went through the notes. We got it down to one minute. It's a part of my web series, PMA, uh, which is, you can go to my Twitter at Rob Cantrell or my, I have a great YouTube. Look for Rob Cantrell 77 on YouTube. And that has all my music videos and all my new PMA projects. PMA is a short film series. I don't like saying web series because I see it more as a film series and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to upsell it. Uh, but it's literally just, you know, some short videos, short video content that I shot professionally with an SLR camera, with a real camera dude and a shotgun mic and we had lavaliers. And that's actually how that project led to this podcast because... I'm recording this into a Shure mic, lavalier mic that I got to do coverage on the video series. Like we used these lavs, these lavalier mics as like the video for the video shoot. And then I, I bought the thing. The thing was like 80 bucks and I was like, I got to use this thing. I know I'm going to smoke some weed and drink some coffee and talk to you in a, in a room um, about all of this. And that's what we're doing. But no, we got a new... Uh, video and I'm really excited about it. It's called PMA is the video series, but this one is uh, CBD coffee and we actually shot it at a coffee shop called Vittles over in Greenpoint over by Mookie's apartment where he used to live. He lives in LA now, but uh, we we were over there and this is one of the last episodes. I think it may be the last one we shot, but it's not the one we're going to roll out last we have a couple more in the can that we still need to edit and tweak, tweak out. Speaking of tweak, I'm kind of tweaking here a little bit. I need to maybe slow down on the coffee, I think, and drink some bubbly seltzer. 
show so to stream you are my dream i do i mean with all the stuff that's going on politics and stuff i am having a good time in life i mean uh i can record this podcast this is kind of my work this is part of my work it's part of my brand that i'm branching out and trying to connect with you the audience i'm drinking coffee i'm smoking herb uh, cuomo is saying new york's about to legalize soon I'm seeing signs for medical cannabis and how you can sign up for that. And there, a dispensary just opened up in Brooklyn that's medical cannabis. So things are moving in legalization's uh, area, you know, on the East Coast. And I'm just glad that I'm doing this podcast and I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. Um, and I want to start, stop saying um so much. So try, that's it. Spot Coffee, Buffalo. Yeah, I lived in Buffalo. My buddy Jake from college, who actually lives in New Orleans right now, I heard he's a manager of a bar or something. He's a dude I haven't seen in a long time, and I love him. It's just that with comedy and life and how things move, I haven't run into the dude. Um, and he never did show business. Uh, and then when comedy happens, it's just like, some of your friends hang in there, like you, you still keep your friends, but you're always busy and you're kind of hanging with your, who you work with. That's like any job I've noticed. You either hang with the people at work or you don't. With comedy, you kind of have to because they're the ones that get you gigs, but you also want to have a little bit of a separate life. And I've tried to keep that, I try to keep things in compartments. You can't do it all the time. You have to be yourself completely in all moments, but... You can also, you know, when it's time to work on comedy stuff, work with comedy stuff and hang out with comedy people. And there's time to hang out with family. There's time to hang out with old high school friends. There's times to uh, hang out with grade school kids or your own. Uh, it, there's time to uh, hang out with your old friends from grade school. Um, so there's a time for everything. And there's a time to smoke weed and coffee. Uh, smoke weed and drink some coffee, especially if you're in Buffalo. Buffalo, uh, Buffalo has some freaks, man. Everybody I know from there is really funny. Like, naturally. Most cold places, Canadians, anywhere where you gotta survive and shit ain't cool, you gotta have a sense of humor, man. In the most places, you know, people go through places, go through shit everywhere. Everybody has a sense of humor. Uh, but Buffalo, they definitely have a sense of humor. They got a great comedy club up there. I want to play Helium. But they also have other rooms. The one place I did play was at a theater with Mitch Hedberg. And uh, that was the last time I ever saw Mitch. Except he texted me over New Year's. But I toured with, uh, if you don't, with comedian Mitch Hedberg. And I would say this was 2004, 2005. I opened on his first theater tour. He did a theater tour that, uh, first he did some dates with Louis Black and Dave Attell. It was during like when Louis Black was always on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart doing the Back in Black segments. And Dave Attell was blowing up from the Insomniac show. And Clear Channel put those two guys together and did a big tour, a theater tour. And it was the first time like these club guys, club comics, 
Um, this was, you know, coming out of the 90s, comedy was not as big. Stand-up comedy was not as big. And, you know, you, it was, there was only a, hand, a few guys that would do theaters. But these uh, was the first time Louis Black and David Tell, and they put Hedberg. And Hedberg was like the third guy on the tour. So he did that tour, and then they packaged Hedberg with Stephen Lynch. And I got to open for the David Tell one. I did a good date, really fun date with Mitch one night. It was me, Louis Black, David Tell, and Mitch Hedberg in Norfolk, Virginia. We did that, and I had a great set. I drank afterwards, though. I got so shit-faced. That's when Attell would drink. And I drink a little bit, but I drank way too much. I just fucking put myself... I couldn't... The drive from Norfolk to D.C. I was going to go up to D.C. I think I had a show up there. I was going to stay with my mom for a few days. Uh, it's only like four hours. And I remember I, could, I was so hungover, I couldn't drive the full four hours. I had to pull over after like hour three and get a hotel room. And I just sat in the dark. I was just so hungover. Uh, that's why I don't drink anymore. Those hangovers are just so brutal. Like it, hangovers that would take me out for like a day, two days at a time. Um, that's why I enjoy the herb in the coffee in the CBD. We have a no video for thee. Uh, new PMA video coming out. I got my computer open. Mookie keeps on emailing me. We got the final. Dude, he's sharing it. It's out there. It's on. Uh, you can check out my Instagram. Uh, I'll get a link or something on there. But also, I'll get it up on Twitter. Go to Twitter, at Rob Cantrell. That'll have it. Or if you ever want to go to my Instagram, it's rob 88 Cantrell, C-A-N-T-R-E-L-L. Shout out um, everybody on social media, but shout out people that don't use social media. I hope I have some don't use social media fans out there. But then how would you hear about it? It's such a weird world. Just got to get on that gorilla glue. Huffing that glue. Um, yeah, Buffalo... So my buddy Jake, one of he had this idea of doing a recycled wood company, and he did it for about ten years, and it worked. And I think he made money and lost money. He's just very uh, gets shit done, and he has wild ideas, and he goes big. But his idea was to buy houses and then old places that were tap like these old neighborhoods in buffalo like that were so run down no it would be like going into detroit like on some of those deserted blocks and buying up like old warehouses and then he would go in with a demo crew a small crew and just demo the whole place and get all of the wood beams and planks like all the old wood because recycled wood is like a huge deal because it's environmental friendly and a lot of these uh like, if you build a house in Colorado, like, it will be more expensive and the wood is kind of better because it's more petrified, I believe, uh, if you have old wood. But he would sell recycled wood. He would go into these places and get this old-ass wood and they pay, like, a lot of money per foot or they a little bit. I don't know if the business worked. <laughs> this is the plan. But uh, I did demo with him for a month and a half. I was part of his crew. And I made like two grand, but I lived in a house in downtown Buffalo and I worked construction demo for two and a half, 
for maybe like a month and a half to it. It was a long, it was a bunch of weeks, but it was full snow and getting up at like five in the morning and working. Uh, and I didn't have health insurance. I remember it was just one of those sketchy 20 something jobs um, that I had when I just, I, it was my, I was within my first year and a half of doing comedy. I remember it. I lasted like a year and a half uh, in San Francisco doing odd jobs. Well, I had like a temp job and then I had like a real job for like six months, but they all knew that I was doing comedy and I wasn't paying attention to the job, so I got fired. And then I had some like uh, little jobs here and there, um, but I had to leave San Francisco after a year and a half of just doing stand-up hardcore. Um, I tried to move to New York. I bounced back, and I went to Buffalo first, and I made some... I went first went to Vegas. My buddy Adam lived in Vegas. I remember I saw a fish in Vegas. Uh, I was just living, you know, like a fucking bohemian vagabond, you know? Uh, in my 20s, after I quit my job, I, I know I told you all this in the last podcast, but when I came back to the States, so this was like the first few years of me doing stand-up in San Francisco, I bounced back and forth, and this was one of the times I was bouncing back and forth from the East Coast to the West Coast, and this, this time I went to, I went to, I went to Vegas, to Buffalo, I took a train from Vegas to Buffalo, and then I took a train from Buffalo down to New York City. And I stayed in New York City for a month. And then I do it trying to do stand-up there. And this was out, I was like a year and a half in, I had no TV credits. I just came from Buffalo and Vegas. I had like a grand and a half in my pocket and I just tore through the money and ran out. And then I moved back to San Francisco. And that's when I moved into the hostel. I lived for a hostel at the Green Tortoise Hostel for over a year in San Francisco just doing stand-up. Uh, but, yeah, when I, so I, I went to Vegas, yeah, that's when I saw Fish and Kid Rock came out during the encore, and they did a really good job. That was a wild time. Uh, shout out to Nadia, who was there, my friend Nadia, who lives, I think, in Northern California now. She's a super hippie, cool artist girl that uh, I went to the Fish concert with and stayed with my buddy Adam who was living at Vegas at the time. And I don't know why he was living there. <laughs> no, I do know. It was this, you know, in your early 20s, you just get your first job and you just move to someplace. So I was just crashing with him, uh, with my friend. I remember I did that. And then I went to Buffalo and worked like full on uh, blue collar construction Buffalo for like a month and a half. I took the money from that, put it in my pocket and went right to New York burned through that, did open mics. I did all these. I remember I met Jesse Joyce, who's now a writer for all the roasts. Like he's big on a uh, writer for all the roasts and he's done a bunch of TV. Oh, he wrote for the Oscars. Yeah, he's moved up. But I remember he was like one of the first New York comics that I met and became friends with. Um, and he's like my age and stuff and, and been doing comedy as long as I have. Um, and helped me out actually. He, uh, well, he tried to a couple, tried to get me like a day job one time, with, and that was nice because I needed a job. Uh, but this weekend, I got a job. I'm opening for Tracy Morgan up at the Comedy Connection in Rhode Island. I can't wait to get back on stage. And, uh, but I did Dangerfields the other night in the city. I did a set 
on Monday at Dangerfields, and then last night I did a set in Williamsburg, and now I'm going back on the road. Now I'm cranking out another podcast. You know, I'm getting, I've been doing stand-up since 99, so it's about 20 years, man. So I know my way around the stage. I just need a few sets a week and, uh, and some road dates, and I'm good. Like I always say, if you're doing like six to 10 sets a week, that's like the sweet spot where you're really cranking out material. Like, you can do it more and be so hardcore, but then the shit doesn't get that fun. Like, you always want to, I don't know, man. Funny is where it's fun. Where it's fun, it's funny. So you, I always want to try to go towards the fun. Um, that's why I'm really digging this Gorilla Glue right now. Um, but Buffalo was fun. They, have, they do have great buffalo wings. And they do have uh, Labatt's beer. I remember I was, yeah, I, I, I do like beer. Like I'd like an IPA sometimes, maybe like a drink or two with an old friend. But now if I drink, like I just, I'm out for a couple days. Like the other night, I had a great time. I went down to the bar down the street and my buddy had a birthday party. I had one beer, but I felt it the next day, man. It threw me off. That's just how it is, man. People's systems run different, you know? Some people can't drink coffee and smoke herb like me, but I've been doing it for so long that it, it, it is, you know, kind of my coffee and uh, milk. It's not a big deal. And, you know, Willie Nelson's been going, look how, I mean, Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg are the ones that are keeping, you know, everybody just like, wow, we did might not be all that bad. Well, everybody knows weed's not bad. It's been helping people with cancer, just the government and figuring it out. Um, but it's all getting figured out. Things are working out. Brother's gonna work it out. Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg, I mean, they have had, having a career in show business, and especially in the music business, to be touring like they do and making the money that they do and been able to do it from their heart and be as honest as they are with themselves. I think that's why they're so beloved, uh, Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg, because, you know, they're themselves. They're like, dude, I like weed and I do a job where I'm always traveling, I'm always getting beat up. There's so much, there's so much temptation to drink and do, you know, do snort a bunch of coke and party like a maniac, because you can do that, you can get away with it. You could do it for the rest of your lifetime if you can keep it under control. But usually that shit ends up in a, you know, it's taken down the best, man. Hard drugs, street drugs, fuck all that. I'm about the cannabis, man. I'm, you know, that's all I need is some herb. I mean, I might need some mushrooms down the line. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but that, I don't need it, need it. I think with meditation, you can, you can bypass all this shit. I think meditation is the kind of the same thing. It's just checking out of that full-on power stress source and relaxing. I find being creative helps that. Like, I always talk about, like, zeroing out, like, meaning, like, you're not thinking about the past or the future. You're just thinking about that moment. Um, right now, if I was really paranoid, I would be worried because there's a helicopter up there. <laughs> but I'm not and uh, I hope it's just not fucking with the sound 
I'm, I'm worried about you. I want you, the listener, to have a, a, a good experience. Uh, because there's a billion podcasts. Everybody's podcasting. But this is the, you know, everybody's got their own vibe. You got to be yourself. Just like Willie and Snoop Dogg. That's why I think, you know, not all their music, you know, Willie, when was the last time Willie Nelson had a hit? Snoop Dogg can have a hit here and there, but Snoop Dogg will be always Snoop Dogg, and Willie will be always Willie because they're completely themselves, and that's why people like them for so long, because it's like, yeah, he smells like weed. Of course he's going to smell like weed. That's Willie Nelson. That's what he does. He smokes weed and plays some of the most iconic uh, country music in the world. Uh, on the road again? Uh, Whiskey River, Take My Mind? Are you kidding me? Snoop Dogg? Gin and juice? I mean, come on. What other Snoop Dogg? Drop it like it's hot? <laughs> uh, but my, 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 my jam with Snoop, the best song, and it's like one of the better like hip-hop songs and better songs ever is Deep Cover uh, with Dr. Dre. And that was like the first Snoop Dogg like, hit or like where the public saw him. That video... I should watch that movie again. It's a deep cover. It's with Lawrence Fishburne. And Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre had a couple of the songs on it. Dre may have done the soundtrack. I'm not positive. Because it seemed like it was a very Larry Fishburne movie. I don't know if he directed it. Or I don't know who did the music. But they had Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. And that's when Dr. Dre dropped Snoop Dogg. Like, introduced him. That was his first joint. And man, that is a bad song. Man, that is fucking, the beat's ill, their rhymes are sick, the concept's awesome, the video's amazing. Deep Cover is an awesome, awesome vid. And that's like the first time you, you see Snoop and you're just like, dude, this guy's awesome. He's like this skinny little, not little, he's just like skinny and he's just like standoffish, but he's dropping like these super slick, cool rhymes. Um, it's so cool. Uh, the first time I was also watching, the first time you see Biggie in that Supercat video. Uh, the first time it's like this song by Supercat and Biggie's on it, and, but Puff Daddy raps on it. Uh, but Biggie, go, it, it just kills it, man. And it's to this like reggae dance hall beat. The beat's even slamming. I love that song. Uh, I don't know the song right now. And I'm not going to play it on YouTube. I'm getting a little worried about like, you know, the licensing with YouTube and stuff. Um, but let's see. Yeah, so I got some stand-up coming up. I want you to watch this vi Oh, the it's all about CBD coffee, this video that's going to be posted up today. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's more of a... The last one is the street workout, which was more physical comedy. This one's more written comedy. So it has a lot of joke, joke, jokes, some really well-written jokes. So hopefully, you know, it reads well. You never know with art and putting stuff together. You just do it, and then you put it out there. And what I've learned is the less you feel about it, the better. I'm getting better at, like, you shouldn't look at likes or whatever if you post something. Getting better at that, not looking at likes, and not... I think it all goes to, like, the ego, like... You know, it's like how you take compliments. You shouldn't be like, you shouldn't play them down and you shouldn't play them up. If somebody compliments you, just say thank you. Um, same thing with likes. You just shouldn't let it interfere with who you are and what you're trying to do and your 
intent and where you want to go. And I want to, Rhode Island, I'm psyched about going to Rhode Island because it is legal up there. I think it's uh, recreational up there. But when I work with Tracy, I don't really smoke. and Maybe I'll just take a little CBD or something um, just to get through the day. Or it, it says some, Usually I'm not that busy and I can take time off from smoking weed. I'm not like that. Especially if I'm doing work and doing road gigs and I'm working on my stand-up and if there's a gym... I do need, I would say my zenning out, I was, I got, I meditated probably in the last week three times for about 15 minutes. I can get it to 15 and I'm really good at clearing my thoughts. Um, taking a shower, like I could clear my thoughts, but that's not full meditation, but it's pretty good. Anytime, medita I think meditation is just the practice of clearing your mind of thoughts and understanding that thoughts aren't you know, your thoughts are crazy. They're, go they're firing all over and they're influenced by everybody and everything and they're always going. And there's a way of circumventing them and just learn, or at least trying to just control it and clear it for a while. So you can, you know, when you go back into thinking and trying to get something done, that's the thing about doing something creative or focus or having a goal is that you get to focus that energy. Like it's all about energy and focus and how you, and people are trying to defocus you with distractions because they want the energy because attention is power. Wow, maybe this coffee and weed is, <laughs> or I'm just rambling like a madman. And, and you should never overthink anything. You know, every moment's forever, I think, you know. It's like, just try to live it, it, whether it's bad or it's good or indifferent, you know. It is what it is, because it's not forever. I just wanted to say, uh, rest in peace, William Stevenson, a great comedian in New York that was the MC at the Comedy Cellar and a good friend of mine, a dear good friend of mine, funny as hell, man. I'm so sad to hear that, um, because, the, yeah, that was one of the dudes that I would always see at the Comedy Cellar, and I always always hang out with him like whenever I could because he was just so chill he loved funk music he was a true comedian uh, great guy kind dude so all my respect to everybody connected to him in this life and forever will you are funky fresh forever and hilarious in my mind I love you thanks for the friendship <sighs> this coffee's good um, I need some more coffee you know, I wonder, I mean, two French presses, that ain't that bad a day. I don't do this every day. It's just for the podcast. I get nervous about doing the podcast, so I start drinking more coffee to prepare for the podcast, and then I'm like, oh, man, I need to drink coffee for the podcast, and that goes with the herb, too, <laughs> Uh, but we're getting it down. We're working it out. We're getting the music. I really want to travel with this podcast. You know, um, maybe I'll try to record something in Rhode Island. I like to go places where I can hear and see different things. I want to do more music. I want to get that acoustic guitar down off the wall. Uh, I was practicing that. That discipline was doing well for a while. I'll get it back. And the same thing with the meditation. I'll get it back with, you know... Uh, and I've been taking vitamins, too. Uh, 
my uh, my wife got me this cool pill box that was like all the vitamins you need for the week, and it does it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I got that all lined up with my fish oil and everything. So, but I've been off one day, <laughs> so I'm off a little bit. But I've been napping. I'm out chilling. You know, perfection isn't the key. You just want to try your best. And right now, maybe my body's like, oh, I beat that cold. I just that Zycam's amazing. Uh, I don't know if you get Zycam, because I went to D.C. and there wasn't any Zycam around. But I'm telling you, those nasal, you put them in your nose, the wipes, that will knock, that will really, that saved my life. Shout out to Zycam. Um, shout out to, I, I love having this brand new piece, because the Gorilla Glue just went down. It tasted great. This is great herb. Um, so, shout out to Gorilla uh, and his glue. And uh, shout out to checking out my new video series, PMA, going to Buff, I'm, no, going to Rhode Island. Shout out to The Spot. Shout out to Honduras. I'm learning a lot about South America and all around the world by drinking all this different coffee. Um, I don't, this is kind of a dark roast. It's not a medium roast. As you know, I like the medium roast. I really want to get some Pete's coffee. Uh, and he, I've been thinking about California. I know I talked it on the last one, but I am going out to California in July for a family trip. So I'm going to try to tie some show business up with that and maybe do some shows in San Francisco. So if you're a dispensary in San Francisco, man, hit me up. Let's do a show. Uh, I lived there for like three and a half, four years. I started at all those comedy clubs. I, should, I could put together a show there. I need to just put together a show there. And I need to put together a show in Michigan, um, in Detroit. So I got to do that. And that's got to be in June. So July, it looks like I'm going to be in California. In June, I'm going to be in Michigan. That's the plan, which may change any minute because I'm touring with Tracy Morgan, <laughs> and uh, I know I am this weekend, so yeah, and things are heating up, check out The Last OG, I'm not in it, but I'm uh, around it in the beginning season, that's my best friend, one of my best friends in comedy, one of my good friends in comedy, um, great friend in comedy, that got me linked up with touring with Tracy Morgan is Mark Theobald, and Mark is I think the head writer right now of The Last OG, and they're going into their second season. The Last OG is on TBS. So, uh, yeah, I visited Mark when he was writing, and that's how I got linked back up. And I knew Tracy from, um, from before uh, 30 Rock, and uh, I opened for him a couple, one time I opened for him, and then I opened for him at a couple different spots in New York. Like, from the clubs in New York, I knew him. But I hadn't seen him until after the accident went through Mark. And then I ended up touring. So everything with Tracy goes through Mark uh, with me, man. Uh, but those guys are old friends. We're all old friends. But we're touring together. So, But support their project, man. I hope it gets another season. I really do hope it gets another season. It's a great show. And people I talk to, everybody loves it. Um, and I love it. It's hilarious. So their second season's come out. So check that out. Check out my new PMA uh, short film series that is rolling out with my good friend Mookie Thompson. Um, check out Gorilla Glue if you like herb. Check out Good Coffee. 
uh, Spot Coffee, Buffalo. You guys got good stuff, man. Tasted amazing. Thank you um, for listening to this podcast, everybody. Remember to like and subscribe. Uh, I put up uh, my uh, Jamaican playlist on Twitter as well from Spotify. I'm having a blast. If you're on Spotify, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, please, you know, like us or link us. I need to figure out that whole thing. I have my stand-up album on Spotify. I want to link. Is there some way I can link my album to my podcast on Spotify? Is how is another, like, you got to do everything yourself these days, and I'm not high-tech, but I know those negative thoughts like everything's getting so user-friendly you just have to apply yourself you figure shit out for yourself try to keep things as simple as possible that's why i only make this podcast an hour so at least i know i yo i got an hour to ramble and talk about coffee and weed and i could talk i could do that for sure uh like, I'm not the biggest smoker. Like, just a nice, clean bowl. Like, this is actually heaven to me right now. This is... To sit here and drink coffee, and I looked it up, the the thing on... I looked up uh, Spot Coffee's company on, on the internet, and I looked up uh, Leafly on the... I mean, I'm learning all about coffee and herb, and it's the things I do like. Like, I could totally take this show on the road or get televised, like... Uh, coffee and herb go deep, man. They, uh, you know, I think every culture has it. Uh, cannabis has been around for thousands and thousands of years. I just think it's always been, you know, its own little thing. And in America, it somehow got illegal. And I think it was just always an herb. It's so odd. Um... But I do think, you know, the legalization movement is happening. Like, nothing has been slowing this thing down, and it's only making more and more money, and people need jobs, and people need money. And Willie Nelson needs to keep playing, and Snoop Dogg needs to keep rapping, and everybody needs to be uh, keep having fun and digging the good vibes and traveling and connecting to nature. That's what I want to do. I want to get out to California and connect with some of that nature out there. I want to connect in Michigan. I want to get out there. In Brooklyn, I'm just running around. But I like Brooklyn. It's cool. The park's here. Um, good coffee. Whew. So, let's see. Yeah, just... I want to see some live music. I need to see, like... When was the last, like, good band? It's been a minute, man. I did see Run the Jewels with The Roots like three months ago at the Gramercy Theater, which is one of the sweetest places um, in New York. It's over by Gramercy Park. But uh, that I like those dudes. They got some good raps. <laughs> um, let's see. I had my first Pocky Bowl the other day. That fucking blew my mind. That did, I had the salmon joint, man. It was delicious. I don't know what it's all about, but it was like rice and chopped 
onions, like two different types of crazy onions and then some fried onions. And then it was like this salmon and marinade and it was all mixed together in this crazy bowl and it was fucking delicious, man. That's what I, I had a burrito bowl. I actually got my front tooth pit fixed. I'm a little, I guess tired. I got my front tooth sawed in half on Tuesday, on Monday. Uh, I'm getting a cap redone. I had a cap that was, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the story about this. I, I knocked my tooth out in my last week of college, getting drunk and running around, uh, and I fell, and I uh, busted out my front tooth. But I always had a cap on there. In the last 10 years, it had been going kind of brown, and you could see it in videos and stuff that this one tooth was kind of discolored. So I just got a new cap on it. So that went down on Monday. So I literally had some people, like, I had to go through some uncomfortable shit. I mean, my face was numb. They numbed me. They didn't put me under, but I, they didn't put me under. They just numbed me out while they sawed off my old fake tooth and put a new fake tooth on it. But it was good. And it looks great. And it actually makes me feel better. So shout out to my dentist. Shout out to the seltzer. Well, uh, I really dig you guys listening to this podcast. Like I said, I'm going to try to get some guests on here, travel some, get the music flowing. I'm having fun with messing with the beats here and there. I'm picking stuff up. I'm doing the episodes. I'm trying to keep up with the episodes so quickly. I'm wondering if one week is enough or one week is too much or maybe I should ever do it every other week. Uh, I'm feeling out the vibe, but I'm seeing the numbers go up and I'm seeing where they are from. So I, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. We're going to get some funky beats on here. And uh, peace and love. Cannabis coffee forever. Thank you.